Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome to the Education on Fire podcast network. This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Taylor. This is a primary music on fire special. Um, and I'm, today I'm delighted to be talking to Paul Mansell, who, if you've been following our Education on Fire Facebook page, you'll have seen we've just done a four day ukulele challenge, um, which was so much fun just getting a chance to use Paul's book, Ukulele School, and taking you through beginner ukulele lesson and, and the first sort of three or four songs in the book. Um, we had a great time. And I think from the comments and the feedback we've had from people, you've really enjoyed it as well so if you were part of that then here's a chance to get to know Paul a little bit more and if you didn't you can always go and check that out it's on facebook.com forward slash education on fire so I hope you enjoy this this is Paul Mansell and talking about his experience and his book ukulele school Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast and this is a primary music special and I'm here delighted to be joined by Paul Mansell and we're going to be talking all things ukulele. Um, we met very recently actually at the Music and Drama Expo in London um, and came across Paul's book Ukulele School and, um, and I've had a look through it and it's absolutely fantastic and one of the things that we know it's that beginner starting which is the most important thing when we're looking to learn new instruments and, and get music going in our schools and so I thought we'd have a little chat and, and find out about Paul's background and how we can help you moving forward. So welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you very much, man. So let's start exactly there. A bit of background. How did you get into playing and exactly, you know, the, the range of things that you do as well? I can see as we're sat here, you've got guitars as well as ukuleles yep. and all that <laughs> kind of thing. Any, anything strummed, I guess, is a, is a pretty starting much, point. Pretty much. Um, I guess relatively, I was a, a late starter in today's terms. I picked up a guitar when I was 15 years and nine months. So there's some accuracy <laughs> for you. Um, classical guitar at school had a terrific teacher. Um, luckily, the school I went to was quite music fo- focused. They had teachers come in externally to teach you, and then it was something that your parents paid for. So it's it was extra curricular. The actual music lessons at school were woeful. You know, we just sat and watched Beatles videos. But if you wanted to learn an instrument, it was really really good, and there was a wide range. So I picked up the guitar um, just before my 16th birthday. Um, had a fantastic teacher who, believe it or not, is still at the same school, still teaching wow. there 30 years later. Um, and took to it pretty quick, actually. I'm, I'm certainly I'm not a natural musician, but worked pretty hard at it. Uh, shall we say to the detriment of my A-levels? <laughs> shall we say You that? focused on what it was that you wanted to do. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that, what a great parental thing that is to say. <laughs> I shall say that to my daughter. Um, yeah, so um, luckily at school I, I got up to grade eight on classical guitar. Um, like most kids then, you know, you, you, you're facing that sort of step into the unknown, aren't you? And I couldn't decide whether to do music at university or not back in those days when things were slightly more regimented and this is about I don't know this is 91 um, generally you needed another instrument at grade 5 as well and I was I was okay on the flute but I didn't have grade 5 on it um, so I decided not to follow music and went off to university and uh, did a business studies course um, 
always kept on with music, always kept playing throughout university. Um, and then, like most people, ended up getting a proper job. <laughs> um, still always playing music. And then pretty much had um, a job, really, until I was about um, 30. I was in, in transport um, until I was 30. And then I was maybe Dundee. At that stage, I set up my own company, um, an events company, which um, I ran with, ran with a colleague from school. All this time, I was still playing a lot of music, playing a lot of classical, playing in bands as well. It had a fair amount of success in, in bands. We'd put a record out, we'd had um, chats with EMI, but nothing that made it professional. It was always kind of like in the background. Um, then I sold that business um i don't know about eight years later something like that when i was about four um 38 um and it, it didn't make me a millionaire but it gave me a little bit of time effectively to think what do i do next so at 38 um and it for me then it was okay now we do music um at the time um i thought well i'll become a guitar teacher um, and because I had the grade eight, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do a music diploma because I wanted to give some sort of legitimacy to it. So I was I was about to do that, and then um, a friend of mine, a, a drummer, said, "Oh, have you seen ukuleles are very popular at the moment? They're selling a quarter of a million in England. I think this could be a thing for you. Have you ever played one?" I said, "No, I've never played one." Um, so I ordered one from the internet, and that one sat behind you, the bright red one, Where? Yep. and it, it duly arrived. And I think within three seconds, I knew that was it. Just loved it. And the great thing was the ukulele was then changing quite a lot. It was going from being, you know, George Formby playing when on cleaning windows to being a sort of semi-respected instrument. So much so that um, VCM, the Victoria College of Music in London. They had recently set up so that you could do a diploma on the ukulele, which um, at the time was, you know, quite groundbreaking, really. Um, so I thought, that's it. I'll do the do the diploma on the ukulele. I think I was the second person in England to do it, um, and that was great. It was hard work. It took me a year to do it. Luckily, the ukulele is very similar to guitar. The the the, the fingerings are similar, and the chord shapes are very similar. It's only got four strings, so it's you know in some ways it's more simple um so did the diploma um got 95 percent um on that and got an honors which i was really really pleased with and again that for me it sort of helped legitimize the instrument a bit because it's always seen a bit of a novelty instrument the ukulele um so then set up teaching um guitar and ukulele i initially taught five-string banjo as well um but there wasn't much demand from that that kind of fell from grace shall we say mm -hmm. the banjo replaced by the ukulele um and hit the ground running so that's effectively 10 years ago i think now um so yeah converted my garage where we're sat now um within a very short period i would say six months had enough students to do it full time and in terms of, like, we've chatted just before, in terms of it sort of completely filled up your days in terms of doing that. So is it a, a selection of adults and, and children? I guess children are generally in school during the school hours. And so if you're yeah. just doing it from home, is it a selection of all sorts of ages? Yeah, it is. Um, you're right. I mean, most of the people in the day 
are retired or self-employed. So, for example, on, on a Tuesday, I have, I think, seven lessons in a day. And they're, they're mostly, yeah, re- retired people or um, self-employed who can fit it around. Most of the evenings are children. Um, but my range is from, I think, my youngest student is five. Currently, my oldest is 84. Um, the ukulele is pretty popular with the older generation, I think, because it quite suits old-style music in many ways. And I think because a lot of people think it's a relatively easy instrument, which in some ways it is. Um, that you know it attracts a lot of old people, so it's not unusual for me to get a phone call from a octogenarian. Uh, I hope to play the ukulele, and we take it from there. But yeah, I span from sort of five to eighty-four. So, and 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 talking about that perception that the ukulele is easy or easier than guitar, I mean, it's as we said, it's become more prevalent in schools. Is something extra, you know, recorder or karina ukulele now is a is, is a big thing. Is is it the size which you think makes it? good for schools is it the fact that it is easier or is that just a perception and actually they could do the same with guitar as well it just happens to be that ukuleles captured the imagination that's a good question i, I think um it, it's there's several things it's the the accessibility of it as in it's cheap to buy so you can buy a good ukulele a perfectly playable one for 20 pounds it's small so you can a child can sling it in their bag you can get going on it relatively quickly um you know, you can be singing a song. I can have a five-year-old playing a song within five minutes. Um, I think why it's taken over from the recorder, um, you can do more modern songs on it. You know, a kid might want to do um, Ed Sheeran or something. And, okay, you can do that on the recorder, but it's going to sound more interesting to them because they can sing with it. You mm-hmm. can't sing with a recorder. So I, th- I think it's the accessibility, the fact that you can do modern songs Little things, they come in bright colours, things like that. You know, they're, they're fun-looking things. They look a bit like a guitar. You know, you can get ukuleles in all shapes. You can get, like, flying V ones now. So you can look a bit like um, Jimi Hendrix if you want to. <laughs> or you can get ones, you can get Les Paul ones, so you can look like Slash with yeah. a ukulele. And that, that's, you know, that appeals to me, so it must really yeah, appeal yeah, to a kid. Yeah, um, yeah so I, th- I think that's, that's the reason why. And with... The advent of YouTube, you know, it, it's relatively easy to find resources. I mean, I'm trying to think back to when my kids were, they had a wider opportunities ukulele thing. So that someone came in from the music hub and they did 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, and the thing that struck me about it when they did that was what it gave them was the ability to have a grounded musical start. Because as you said, they were singing as well as playing. They were able to develop enough technique to make it sound like they were able to produce a finished product within that age group without it necessarily feeling like this is a good starting point and then we'll move on and of course if they'd had another 10 weeks and another 10 weeks then it obviously gets better and better and better but I think that that's the thing I certainly found when I've been into schools doing samba is the fact that no matter what the ability of everyone around as a group you can make something sound really well and you can actually have all those musical elements come together relatively quickly and I think understanding that you are a performer from like the first time you start playing is something which is a real really positive thing for everyone who gets involved in it oh definitely i think you know no no child wants to sit and read through 20 pages of a book before they can play and one of the things that i try and do with children is if if you've got a, a mixed ability bunch of children then the children that initially may struggle can can tap out you know they can tap out on the ukulele and things like that 
you can do a song where half the children can do one chord if it's a slightly complicated chord the other half can do an easy chord um interestingly going back to what you were saying when you're sort of teaching samba and that i i wonder if because I always felt with the recorder, when, when you learned the recorder at school, it was always, you get good at that, and we'll give you a bigger recorder. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're I, always moving on. You're always moving on. Yeah. And I, I worry slightly, I don't know if you get that with bongos, that people say, oh, if I master the bongos, can I have a go on the drums, does it? Well, yeah, th th there's a little bit about the fact they always want to play the biggest thing. Mm, yeah. So actually, um, so my basic samba setup when I go into a school, I've got a set of surdos which is keeping the tempo, keeping the pulse, and then we've got yeah. we've got our ganzas and our hecka heckers doing the scrapers and shakers. And actually, the scraping stuff is really technically difficult. Yeah. But they still want to play the more simple thing on the bigger drum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and so I think that's just the, that's just the nature of it. But because it's basically layered up rhythms, you can swap people around. And, and one of the things I try and do is that we're going to start on this particular group, but within the piece, we can then move around. And by the end of the piece, you might be playing something different. The piece will yeah. still be going. And so I guess it's a little bit like you said about some children can do this rhythm and some children can do that rhythm. If you want to layer things up, yeah. moving things around, or you know, the first time through you play this line, the second time through you play that line, or however it happens to be, there's, there's enough sort of movability or... If there's obviously children that are struggling with certain thing, they can get that peer-to-peer -peer support of kind of, well, you stay looking at this, doing yeah. this, this person's doing exactly the same thing, and they can support you while I'm also focusing on the other groups as well. And so it has that, you can push the people that want to be pushed, and yeah. at the same time, you can support those that are quite happy just to find their comfort zone, and, and that's the most important thing for them. Yeah, I think potentially you, c you can't you can't do that with recorder. I'm not, I'm not down on the recorder, by the way. It's a wonderful instrument, but... You know, it, I always felt at school, yeah, if you if you master this, you can get a bigger recorder. And maybe that's why, you, you know, it's rare to see a brilliant recorder player. They are out there, of course. Um, but you don't... And my slight fear is that with the ukulele, people will be a little bit, if I get good at it, can I move on to a guitar? Yeah. Well, no, actually, you know, you can go and do a diploma on the ukulele and hire. And, you know, there's people making a living out of playing the, the ukulele now. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, we, we've been talking about here that a lot of your lessons you're doing privately from your yeah. home, which works brilliantly. But also, going forward, you have the ability to affect more and more people, and that's kind of yeah. where 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 your your books come in, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. So, take us. How did that journey from kind of doing individual lessons into in in from home transfer into having this sort of big audience yeah. that's coming from that? Yeah. Um, well, initially, um, when I started teaching ukulele, I um, I, I realised that there wasn't that much classical stuff for ukulele, um, which, again, I think was from a, I don't know if you want to call it snobbish point of view, put some musicians on. They don't want to play when I'm cleaning windows. Um, so I, I fairly quickly worked out that you could play classical music on the ukulele. And I, I wasn't the first person to do this, but, you know, I was at the beginning of it. I, said, I can't take credit for it, but I was there quite early on. So I started transcribing works by... Tarraga, Cooley, people like that, um, classical guitar pieces to the ukulele to teach in my lessons because I wanted to do more serious stuff on the ukulele and show what it was capable of. I ended up with, um, I don't know, 30 pieces that I'd done this for. And I was really pleased with it and, and my students, young and old, seemed to really enjoy it. You know, effectively, if you played them a classical piece on the ukulele, most people are like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that. So I then thought, you know what, I think I'll self-publish this book. It could do okay, and it'd be nice to get it out there. Um, so I knocked the book into some sort of shape, 
and then I thought, oh, you know, I'll send it to some publishers just to see how it goes. Um, not expecting much. Um, so I sent it to three publishers. One came back within about an hour <laughs> saying, thanks, but no thanks. Um, although it was, it was a really positive response saying, you know, it's a great idea, but we've actually already done this. Um, and we've got someone we're working with. Who, ironically, it goes full circle, and I'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> um, two other publishers came back. Um, relatively quickly and said yeah this seems like a good idea and we'd be interested in so um, I had a chat with um, it was Berkeley and Kevin Mayhew Um, Kevin Mayhew uh, had um, the MD Dave who you met at the show actually Um, really great guy drummer (laughs) (laughs) great guy guy. (laughs) Um, and he he sort of got what I wanted to do with it instantly and they, they had the benefit, they, they have a record label and a recording studio as well, so it was sort of all-encompassing. And after initial chats, they said, well, look, we'll bring you in the studio and you can do an album as well, which was, you know, to me, it was like, whoa, great. Um, so we did that. So we put the album out, the ukulele album, and we did the classical book, um, which comes with an album. So this is effectively, this the first book was 20 classical pieces for ukulele and that that was launched a year and a half ago now so um and that that was received well because obviously that's still a niche area um but it's done well and continues to sell well actually um and from that um they obviously knew that i was doing a lot of teaching and they then said how would you feel about doing um a book for children i said yeah i'd love to i said what i'd really like to do is a book for really young children and specifically for primary school teachers. So I started working um, on a book for that. Um, took a long time to knock it into shape. It, initially when I did it, I did it um, finger picking style, picking melodies out and that. And I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, Mark, it, it wasn't instantly accessible. I could, the more I got into it, the more I could see children getting it but not quick and for young children you, you, you must understand this they, you know they want something and they want it now yeah so we got our heads together at kevin mayhew and they, they'd had great success with um a book called um red hot recorder by sarah watts fantastic recorder player um great book that i think it's the biggest selling recorder tutor out there actually very well known in schools and that gives kids instant access to playing this so they said let's do it like that they said go away write 12 pop songs for kids that they can do straight away so that's what i did went away wrote 12 sort of pop songs starting with just one chord songs it's actually fairly difficult to write a one chord song in many ways it's you know it's a lot harder than writing something with six chords in so it'd be like me saying to you you know i just want a solid four four beat and that's it and then it'd be really really hard um so you know wrote the 12 songs um and then um, wrote the book as well, gave it to them, and and they sort of knocked it into some shape, um, made it really colourful. We recorded all the songs um, with professional musicians, <laughs> professional musicians and me, <laughs> um, down at their recording studio in Suffolk. And yeah, then we launched that um, about four weeks ago. And yeah, it's aimed specifically at teachers who maybe can't even play the ukulele but to get them encouraged to teach children. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but one of my friends, when he was he was taking the mickey out of me for being a music teacher, he said, oh, the problem with your job is 
you only got to be one lesson ahead of the child. That's all you need to be to be a music teacher. And whilst I took great offence at that, it is partly true. Um, you know, so whilst I, I don't particularly advocate anyone, you know, teaching music because there is a skill to it, at the same time I do because if it gets kids involved and active and, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's difficult in schools now to have musician teachers isn't yeah. it you know often it's like you said it's what is it the person who runs out of the door yeah, laugh exactly or whatever that. um uh, and i have to say one of some of the um things which have made the biggest difference um for me some is the fact that i actually learned the trumpet um right. because there was a show that was going on and a friend of mine was doing it and it was um threatening the opera um and the original orchestration is drums doubling trumpet right <laughs> and uh, and he said uh and he said i might need the depth for this do you fancy it? it's it's in like a year's time so i yeah. went got some lessons found out all about it did some practice um and my and my daughter then seemed to like the idea that this trumpet was around and um she was at primary school at the time and there was brass lessons available so she signed up yeah <laughs> and um but um the, the point of this is is that we learned together i wasn't uh, yes i'm a musician but yeah. i wasn't a trumpet player yeah and there was something very nice about well, I've tried this and this works and we can try this together. And when we were playing, it sounded like two beginner trumpet players. But yeah, it, was yeah. really, it was really fun. And, you know, while I, could, um, as a musician, I could teach her to play the drums as a professional musician and a teacher, if that's yeah. what she wanted, there was something very nice about doing it together because that's where we happened to be. Yeah. And so I'm sort of thinking, going back to your, your idea of teachers in schools teaching it, if if you're a ukulele player, then you can do it anyway. Yeah. But if you're not, there's something about the learning things together, which has a very special yeah. relationship that you bond with your pupils at the same time. And I think if that's where you are, I think it's a very positive thing rather than thinking it as a negative. I haven't actually thought of it. Um, it's a really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. I think um, why not? That the you know the, the the teachers then will enjoy it as much as the yeah. children, and maybe not even see it so much as teaching, but learning you know, an instrument themselves, yeah. really. I think with children, it's always good to give them guidance so that if they have the adult guidance, but yeah, I'm, and you know, children pick things up so much quicker than we do. Don't, don't know, their brains are like sponges. So I, I could see after a while, the children would be saying, oh, sorry, sir, miss, you're actually doing that wrong. <laughs> exactly. Have you thought about doing it yeah. this way? A little bit like, oh, the whiteboard's not working. <laughs> yeah, you're in yeah. year six, would you like to sort it out for Yeah. And you see that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I really liked when we were at the um, the music expo was the fact that it it's all encompassing in as much as you have the book which takes you through from you said that really beginner step yeah. all the way through, but actually the um, the music hub um, service they've got with it as well, where you've got videos of you playing it, yeah. um, explaining the instrument and that kind of thing. That's a really great package to have then, isn't it, to be able to see it as well as hear it and read yeah. the music and all that kind of thing together. Yeah. So um, the the book. Is standalone on its own. It, it comes with a CD with the song, so anyone can pick it up and either teach themselves, or the, the aim is that they will teach it in primary schools. It, you know, it follows national curriculum and all that. But then there's the addition of the music hub, where yes, if you um, sign up to that, you get videos of me, you know, explaining what the chords are and going through it. So again, if if the teacher in the class isn't a hundred percent sure, they can just put the video on and they can learn as well. And it then it comes also with lesson plans because we wanted to make it as as easy as possible in effect for the for the teacher because I you know teachers they have a lot of work they're, they're bogged down with paperwork and the thought of them having to do lesson plans and that if we can just get them 
up and excited they think you know that bit's done i can just encourage the kids and within five minutes have the kids singing a song you know every day when i pick my daughter up from school I, the, the, the kids come out and they're so excited if they've had a music lesson they've sung a song that's what they want to do yeah. i mean you were saying earlier that you know the sense of achievement um of them actually being involved and, and making something that sounds good so yeah the hub's a great thing as well and i think kevin mayhew there are aiming to unify what schools are doing because I think a lot of schools at the moment are just jumping on YouTube and finding videos and, and that's great because it, it's interactive and that but at the same time we all know the danger that that brings when it slips onto the next video yes, or yeah. something like that so the aim with the music hub is that it's, it's a safe place where people can go and they have access to ukulele lessons the book that i referred to earlier red hot recorder is on there and there's videos for that and then there's songs that they can listen to as well they don't have to worry about you know prs they don't have to worry about what song's gonna come up next things like that so yeah it's all encompassing yeah and we, we've been given permission because they, they at the moment they've got a three month free trial which I've got access yeah. to and they very kindly said that within our um, primary music on file membership site we can actually show some of that so people can get an idea of exactly how that works and then of course if they want to sign up for their membership as well then like I said they've got access to all yeah. of that which which I think is a is a very positive thing we're going to be doing a little bit of video recording as well in a moment yeah. so so we're going to we're, what we're going to do is we wanted to sort of give you the opportunity if you wanted to see exactly how to get going with the ukulele, how to hold it, some of the initial things which are actually involved in this music hub video idea as well. But just to give you that sort of beginner starting point, which then if you wanted to go away and, and get hold of the book as well, you've, you've, you've effectively got Paul giving you your first beginner lesson right? <laughs> yeah. from, 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 from a beginning starting point. So you actually would have seen him, you'd have heard him, you understand what he's talking about and then you've got all the resources you need to move forward and hopefully that'll be a very supportive thing for you if you're just starting ukulele or if you just need some extra resources within your school thanks so much for chatting it's been really so glad we bumped into each yeah, other and, 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 and it turns out that we've actually also got a, a mutual friend in, in common <laughs> as well and this is a very small world but it's uh, it's been yeah lovely finding out about you and exactly what you're doing and um look forward to finding out some more great thanks for your time mark I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you think we can help you, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're homeschooling, or you want to know more about music generally, go to educationonfire.com forward slash membership and you can find out more information about what we have to offer. And the most important thing is our community and the fact that we want to support you and enabling children to be fully included in music. That's educationonfire.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.